Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. ...player in this effort, this objective of getting ahead of the terrorism curve. We're going to come back with Colonel Steve Day on The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Stay with us. I'm on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. At The Roy Green Show. Tweet me, I'll read it uh, on the air. As I can, a lot of people are just repeating what I'm tweeting. If this weren't such a strange time, that'd be funny. Um, My guest is Colonel Steve Day, retired and former commanding officer of Canada's National Counterterrorism Force, Special Forces Unit, JTF-2, Joint Task Force 2. And Colonel Day, there's, um, I want to talk to you about the level of emotion people are feeling in in a minute, but one of the things that seems to calm um, people's, I don't know, fears and uh, concerns is when the term special forces is raised. And I've I've watched this, not just in Canada. I've been reading and listening to stories in 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 the UK. Somebody says the SAS is engaged in special air services and there's a, okay, the boys will take care of it attitude. Or there's a, a feeling of, of, of feeling safe because the special forces are involved. What role does JTF2 actually play? In, and what role could they play in the overall picture of getting ahead of the terror curve? I'll come back to the beginning of my question to you. What role does JTF2 play and, and, and how can they be most effective? Well, so if we talk about uh, Joint Task Force 2 or the three sister units that all reside within Special Operations Command, uh, what's important here is is across those four units in the command, they generate a a task-tailored task force to go out and deal with the problem at hand. So they can take the right specialist from across about 2,000 Canadian Forces members that are exceptionally well-led, exceptionally well-equipped and trained, and then put them against a very difficult problem or challenge, and they they will solve it. So what's interesting is, that Special Operations Task Force, composed of JTF-2 or whichever other of the sister units at the core, is really the, the crown jewel of the National Security Agency for Canada. So what does that mean? That means those COs, those commanders, those NCOs in that organization, on a daily basis, and in, depending on the situation, are in contact with our closest allies and saying, okay, what are you hearing? What are we hearing? What are you doing? This is what we're going to do. So all of a sudden you get a significantly disproportionate strategic effect when a small capability like that can reach out to its allies and say, oh, you guys are dealing with the issue in in Mali? Great, we won't focus on that. Maybe we'll focus on something over in Somalia, as a simple example. So, So it's the ability to integrate seamlessly into the wider national security architectures of the Western world. It brings credibility to our coalition partners when they talk about CANSOF, Canadian Special Operations Forces, as part of the potential solution space. How often are the? How often? How? Let me rephrase that. When can the political leaders be most helpful to allow Joint Task Force Two and its international counterparts, with whom you have the relationship you just described? How can the political leaders be most um, helpful, and and when are they least helpful? Well, regardless of political stripe, there's actually a mutual exclusivity to political decision-making and tactical activity on the ground because politicians don't want to make a decision until the last possible minute because they wish to preserve option space for themselves. Well, 
special operations folks want a decision early, so that way they have more tactical act, uh, more tactical um, space to come up with a more creative solution. So they're almost mutually exclusive. The longer a political organization make, takes to make a decision, the less good options there are tactically to resolve that on favorable terms. So I, we, we, and I always used to beat the drum. Give me a decision early to allow us to get the right men and women in the right place at the right time in the right, right uh, force package. We will never launch until the politicians eventually say go. But there is a reticence at the political level to allow us to get forces arrayed in the battle space in the right order at the right time. So you can be compromised in, in doing the job you need to be need to get done, um, if that's if that's the case. I, I want to step aside and not ask you a question now. And I'd like you to tell tell us, share with my listeners across this country what what. What does Steve Day, what does Colonel Steve Day believe needs to be understood, needs to be said, needs to be thought about when it comes to this whole issue of this virtual explosion of terrorist activity over the last several weeks, which has got, gotten people afraid, got people anxious, and gotten people saying there has to be action taken? What, what's your message? What my message would, would be to all your listeners and Canadians is that we should not be afraid because by being afraid, we're feeding into them and we're giving them power over us. And that should not be anything we should allow them to do. This is our way of life. We live in a great country. At the same time, I'd like them to rest assured that there's great Canadians out there day in and day out working as hard as they can to prevent the next, uh, the next atrocity. And for the most part, they've been exceptional in the Canadian construct. And lastly, what I've said repeatedly, this is the conflict of our times. There's no easy solution. It's a very complex problem, and it will take us years, if not decades, to eventually stamp out the scourge that is, that is terrorists or extremism. And what I would really like to see from a national security perspective is to, ve- to defeat a cellular network, as most insurgent organizations are, we need to become a cellular network, and there's no greater force for good. There's no better friend or worse enemy on the, on the, on the planet than the, than the CANSOF capability within the government of Canada. When you say cellular network, what do you mean? Well, ter- terrorists, by and large, operate in four, six, 12-man units, right? They are very cellular. Right. There's no hierarchy of command and control like we have. So I come back to your earlier question about the political level. We need to download to the lowest common level possible the ability to get out there and put four, six, one man, woman teams out there and allow them, using the appropriate rule of law, to deal with either disrupt, deny, capture ideally, and if not, kill, unfortunately, some of the folks that simply cannot be rehabilitated and who simply wish to bring harm to us and our citizens. It's interesting to say that. I was uh, I was communicating with a, with an old friend who was... Uh member of the uh in the united states marines and he was what's you know this or he was a lerp long-range patrol and a special forces guy and and he said we would go out in groups of three and we had an objective and how we went about fulfilling that objective was up to us and and that's essentially what you're talking about right that's exactly what i'm talking about i'm actually talking about a a combined interagency task force taking the intelligence piece, so whether that's the communication security establishment, the, the signals intelligence, the CSIS piece, the, the communication, or sorry, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, bolt on that intelligence framework 
to the legal framework and the RCMP and then give it the action arm that is CanSoftcom. That right. is a very, very powerful organization that can do things according to our rule of law. Colonel Day, thank you again. Uh, you've been very generous with your time. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Have a great day, and all the best to your listeners again, Roy. Thank you. Colonel Steve Day, the former commander of JTF2, Canada's Joint Task Force 2, the, um, the National Counterterrorism Force in this country. When we come back, it's Catherine, Linda, and Michelle, beauties, and yeah, me. Stay with us.